Ghostman, hi host here. Yum yum, by Ghostman. I have been waiting a long time. My hunger was growing stronger and my senses were beginning to tingle. I knew the time was coming for me to feed again. I had to stop. Start making my trap as I always did. So I made my appointment with a man in a white coat. And I spat back in my chair for the phone call. For my destiny, as usual, I ended up in the same old looking building. The pictures on the wall and posters. And how... And out out-of-date magazines on a table nobody ever reads. Then the man in the white coat came and saw me and pricked my gums with a syringe. I then, while wait, as he thought it was of taking effect, the man in the white coat said, as you may know, he's a dentist who then places me on his leather chair. Like a Venus flytrap, I open my mouth ready for my next bite of food to be attracted to my bait. The dentist came towards me with his small, long stick with a mirror on top. He told me to make sure to keep my mouth wide as possible. As the dentist placed his hand in my mouth, I struck. I bit at his arm with a vice-lick grip. He began screaming in pain, trying to break free. I began eating his bones and flesh and drinking the blood with relish till nothing was left of him. He was truly yum yum. Time to hibernate now. And when I awaken again, watch out, dentist. I am coming for you. The end. Ghostman Horror Host here. Killing Tiffany Hudson by Gregory Garogoko. The other exterminator sat next to me. On the grand rail, trying to catch her breath, she looked carefully at my knife while massaging the size of a bald, tattooed head. Was she smiling? You are pretty good at with this thing, she said. I suppressed a growl and glanced down the quickly darkening street for signs of more offspring. There were always more of them in the city. Thanks to her, they have no trouble finding us. She'd be lucky if I didn't leave her here to, to die. Not that she would fare any better if I stayed. She just would, would die alone. I risked a quick scan of other folks to see how close the offspring were. I was surprised when a ripple of emotion trickled the back of my ne- mind. Fear, panic. It wasn't from her. Either I stood and spun around, trying to get a fix on it, but it was gone. One thing was certain, though. It had to be human. I liked something with a bit of reach myself, a girl continued, as Beer had a, f- had a four-foot half, which slightly curved serrated blade, added another two feet to its length. From the way she used it, it must have been her favourite childhood toy. Annoying her, I scanned the streets and buildings around us for more faults. She must have been there to find the humans too. If she could find them quickly, we stood a chance of reaching a safer spot out in the country. The only faults I found were hers, though, and oddly, they were rather buoyant, happy even. 
Lots of big ones out today, she continued casually. Sure, they are different when they are. Well, at first, what, what, what was that first like? Her accent was strong but pleasant. Probably Texas. Her S was soft and her first sounding like frist. I didn't ask her. I needed to know more about her. It was I, if I was going to fight at her side again. I attuned to her mind and listened to her thoughts. She had gone growl, being happy in this paved graveyard, which had, had if she had lost it, and was trying to get killed. She should have done it quietly, so she didn't have to come to try to save her. Nothing in her on her surface faults explained what she was doing or why she was so happy. She was trying to get killed, though this was just a normal day for her. When she thought she fought, went full bore. It was all a nothing sort of person, she sought, she, which meant short-lived for an exterminator. How she has survived this long with that philosophy was a complete mystery, and probably nothing short of a miracle. Well, she said, asked. She stood up and faced me, and my heart stopped. For a second, wavy blonde hair framed her pretty face. Tears pulled from her soft brown eyes. Her curious glaze morphed into tortured, accusing glare. I blinked and her bald tattooed scalp returned. Her cheeks were dry and a half smile twisted her lips. My heart beat again. Looked like a dog I died, trying to recover from the shock of my station. Why was she asking about my first? It was hard enough to keep going on without being reminded of that day. It would have been the best day of my life. But, no, but I know I wanted more than to forget it ever happened. It was my last day of high school, the day I finally kissed Tiffany Huston. My grandfather promised to give us his 1970 Chevrolet Mustang, the 350, for getting a full scholarship. His ultimata is a perfect start of a new life, but life didn't agree with my plans. I never drew that Mustang, never went to college, and never saw Tiffany Hudson again. Not in person, anyway. That was the day I started killing Zipper, using us exterminators, but whatever word you wanted to use, all mounted the same thing. It would have killed me if Zippy hadn't been there, I added softly, still caught between the memory of the day and the present. My ears are still rang for the blocking so many offspring, but it was fading with the rest. Zippy? She asked incredibly. It sounds like sheep hay in her drawl. Close enough. Yeah, right, she continued. I'm already impressed, pal. You don't have you don't have to drop names. I didn't blame her for not believing me. I didn't care either way. I wanted to find the humans and get out of the city while I still had a chance. But a cool by crawling up my spine told me that our rest was over. Another quick stand for thoughts found only a lustful, hungry hatred for another offspring. There's a big one coming over there, I said, pointing at the shattered post office. What were you thinking, coming to the city? Anyone who lived this long should know better, especially one of us. She didn't answer. We watched, waiting for the beast to show itself. We knew where we were, of course. It could feel its tentacles of mental energy snapping, shaking into my head. The sensation of one of those monsters sipping into my mind was vile, but I didn't want to block it until it was closer. 
I wanted to think I was another hunk of human meat. I walked out of the alley by the post office and strolled towards us. It was a big one. The new girl gripped her spear and braced to fight. Funny, she said with a short laugh. I've got a camel. Kleinstein, I said. Why? What, what, where did you see a camel? I added with a slightly mocking gurgle. They often used our memory to make us think we were something else, usually a harmless animal that we remembered fondly. It gave them some time to chew clothes in and kill for surprise. I've been many places, he said defensively. I'll kill this one if you don't mind. It sounded like a brave offer, but in truth, it was an unlimited you too weak to block. She had finished half a dozen offspring before I arrived, and was now too exhausted to do more killing, more than kill, using that much power so quickly. Would have been a beacon of the offspring. Must have been just as it had been to me. I mind, I said, anger starting to boil back to the surface. If you already had this wiped out, you will be in my way. There are humans nearby. Go see if you can find them while I keep you distracted. You stay in sight. We have to get out of here soon if you want to live. And it gets dark early here. I d- didn't need to read her thoughts to know her thoughts. She thought I was... An ass expression, she said it very clearly. Even so, she knew I was right. She jogged to the subway tunnel or across the street and knelt in the shadows of the standing stairs. The offspring picked up its pace and trotted towards me. It not in the girl, it gentle, its mental energy lengthened, strengthened, building for the crippling bass. It never had that, well, that it would deliver when it got a few places closer. Ignoring my ringing ears, I slammed a racer thin wall of energy between us, severing its links of my mind. The illusory glossing skin vanished, revealing the beast's true horrific form as it lunged to the attack. Thick, cold muscles bulged beneath fervent, fervent blue skin on a body that looked part grinner, part bulldog in thought. Its short but powerful hind legs and longer fits thicker forelimbs he faded to yellow hands and feet with wicked blue claws fleshy knobs resembling ears a nose and lips dangled gracefully from its chin with empty eye sockets on either side a vague remnant of its heritage where a face should have been twisted rigid bony ridges resembled a exposed brain sparked of alien power at fifteen paces, the brainy ridges were shivered, and it blasted with a wave of mental energy. No doubt this attack would have been significant to stun or incapacitate other victims, but the only effect on me was more ringing in my ears. It shattered against against my wall. I attacked one, attacked twice more with its mind closing in to use its claw. My ears rung, my head throbbed, and more, a little more of my strength had been sapped in each attack. It leapt high into the air to attack from the shark-like jaws in its chest. If, if I got lucky, if I were messed up, it could, uh, could bite me in half. Fortunately, offspring were nothing but, if not predictable, get close with an illusion, stunned with a lamentable attack, and eat, with the defensive, and eat the defensive prey. I ducked beneath it, knife humming as I slashed and rolled back. My feet, black and blue stodge, oozed from its bellied belly as it spun around to face me again. I silently 
faint simply for the knife, it generated a frequency that disrupted the offspring's nasties and kept them from regenerating. More importantly, it let it me kill without using more of my own power, which is absolutely necessary. Instead, I used a tiny bit of power to boost my speed and reaction time. I slashed again as it lunged barely, avoiding its claws. Predictably, didn't come more or less dangerous. My own entities could repair most wounds with enough time and heat, but a strong hit from those claws or teeth might do more damage too quickly for them to be survive. The new girl must have been worried about this, too, since she was running towards me with a lit profane torch. By the time she reached me, I had landed a few more stabs and slashes. The fight was over. The husband had collapsed into poor sludgy flesh and goo. You okay? she said for offering the torch. Thanks, but I can't do that anymore, I replied. Oh, she replied, her expression went from concern to sorrow, and she looked at her feet. I am sorry. Since the nanities used thermal energy to place the Benedict, we would we could burn a bad wound to lick them into overdrive. A damaged living tissue would be scorched away painfully, I might add. And we place the nanites. When the nanites reached a certain percentage of our mass, they would acquire more heat and less more living tissue would produce a game over. It was somewhere very near the creature rate and didn't want to push it. How many is that now? she asked, looking at the carnage around us. Can't tell, I said. The gluttonous corsets from our previous battle were pulled together, making it impossible to count how many we killed. I never I had kept count of course, but Zippy used to say that it didn't matter how many we killed. Only how we how many we left. He was right. There could have been anywhere between a thousand to a million. Just in Manhattan. I've never seen anyone move anyone move like that you. It's like you were in three places at once, stabbing, slashing and powering all at the same time. Who are you? All the speeds of the world don't matter if you're not if you're if there are too many enemies to track in a fight. One hit from you didn't see you didn't see it all takes. The one was who was stronger than most offspring, I thought. But that's the way I stay out of the cities and that's why we need to Get get out of this one! Don't do you find? Did you find the humans? I didn't look for them. I was watching you. She replied, "I'm Diana. I'm real glad you showed up when you did." She struck her arm out to stroke to stroke my hand. Crane, I said reluctantly. I pretended to clean my knife, though it was almost already spotless. Nanites slid off its blade like water of a hot skillet. Crane, she repeated. She stared at me with tiffany eyes again, weighing what she had seen, deciding whether or not to believe me. As in Crane, did you pick his name out to respect, or did you try to pass me him? I guess she made her, mind, her up her mind. I took the name my, my parents gave me, I said, with unblinking face there. I forcibly turned my thoughts away from her family. My family. Ha! I've been fighting side by side with religion. Wait, my friends, wait till my friends find out. A sarcasm and a voice took me off guard. I almost laughed aloud, but there's no time to place to let my guard down. Look, we need to find the humans to get back, get them back to wherever we've been hiding. If we stay, we'll bring hell down to this place. Then you can die aside, aside with the legend. 
She started to stare at me again, reconsidering. She wanted to ask if it was true. I could hear her thoughts as easy as I could her words. She desperately wanted to believe it. Is it true? It's almost a wish that she said she was. She was scared to believe. That's they say he simply knew how to stop it. I really, I never really thought he he, he was real. He was, if he was, or is he real? He did not know how to kill them all. He didn't have it done it right. If he really crane, you ne- then you know Zippy. Are you really him? In the flesh, I said I didn't want to have the discussion it with her, but her eyes held such hope and desperation. I had to, I had to speak her, answer her. Speaking of faith, she began. She pointed down towards the street, towards me, behind me, towards this single man walking. Casually towards us, maybe it's human. I could tell right away that it wasn't. His mind was so incredibly powerful. I could sense without trying, even from this distance. I had faced hosts before. They were deadly. They were not offspring who relied on claw and teeth to kill before consuming its victims. A host lurched away its victims' memories, motions, or thoughts before you even know what you what happened. You're an extra in the George Mario film. Let's. Let's get out of us, get out of sight," she said. "Please, I hate killing those things. It's not. It's just so sad. I understood how much, how some of us become like you and me, while others end up like like that. I can barely recall what it was that like them. We all, we all, we were all, all just people. That that thing is not any person anymore. People anymore. It doesn't. It won't ever be a person again." We are exterminators and don't it needs to die. Now put your your blocks up and let's get it back before get back before it gets up. You were human once, Crane. You are tight this they are your city. In this city, scientists and doctors they chose to they close to a cure. I don't want to kill the host if there's a chance we can save them. That's not. That. And then get your mind. Me. Let me. Ease your mind. They aren't. They uh, cannot be saved. And my mind's alien. Their souls are shredded, and their humanity is gone. You are human, must. You are human, Mons Crane. They are people in the city, scientists, the doctors, they're close to skewer. I don't want to kill the host if there's a chance we can save them. That's, that's, that, that's, let me ease your mind. They cannot be saved. Their minds are alien, their souls are shredded, and their humanity is gone. There'll be no coming back from that. Death is the last dignity we can give them. What about us? What what are we then? She's on the verge of moral crisis and silently pleading with me to to tell her there was still hope. There was, but not in the way she uh, would. Let me ease your mind. You cannot be saved. His minds are alien. Their souls are shredded. The humanity is gone. There's no coming back from that. Death is the least dignity we can give them. What about us? What are we, then? We are on the verge of a moral crisis and silently pleading with me to tell her there was still hope. There was, but only in a way she wanted to hear. We are the only ones who can do it. 
We can kill them, hosts, offspring, husk, all of them. You are killer, Diana. Get used to it. You are the first exterminator I've seen since six months. We are losing the fight because we forgot what we are, and that's what when we die. I know that you are looking for hope. Well, look in the mirror. If there's any hope, hope left for humanity, we are it. She bowed her head. It, was, it wasn't what she wanted to hear. She needed someone to lean on, but people like us, there was no one. We had ourselves... Only ourselves, the host about a block away, and the board of hold of us that followed it was coming out of the building in alleys. So offspring started showing up too. Time to go, I said, scraped her arm and pulled her into the subway tunnel. I said, it's two humans in here, be careful. I know, Crane, they are sentries. They are, there's an entrance to the prison from the civilians, about two blocks from here. That's where the humans are hiding, it's fortified, and they are and there are other establishments behind it, defending it. We are, we have Dr. Crane and a baby. Two hundred of us live here. No, not of us in there now. A baby, how many? You've, you've affected humans, how many? I didn't want to be, give her an answer. Offsprings are oh, well, what happened to when affected humans and babies. It's no wonder there's so many of them here. Instead of scanning her fault, I delved into her memories and saw everything. Even though they were still affected, every even woman along, along when they were pregnant or trying to get that way, the profess- doctors and scientists carefully monitored each stage Decided, delved into her memories and saw everything, even though they were afflicted. Every um, evil woman among them was a preg- pregnant or so, trying to get that way. The doctors and scientists carefully monitored every stage of the process. They had had solar wind and power plants on the roof and the diesel. Anyway, it's for backup. Well, foe lasted. They were still surviving on salvaged food. They were carefully rationing should they eat for another eight weeks, months. I was disturbed by what they were doing here. But with dozens of baddies coming in around us, the time for the custom was over. With my minds connected to my delve, she knew what I was in my head. I wasn't like, it wasn't likely that she could use the connection as I did. But we, we, we certainly knew each other's faults. We can't, we can't stay together for, just like we can sense them in the greater numbers. They can sense us Together we are magnet. I lead them away while you get the humans back to safety. I was running, running before I finished the fault. Crane, no, come with me. We are we safe at the prison? She thought. I dropped and delved and burned some power to cover up some ground. Each I dropped and delved and burned some paper to cover some more ground. Each try before I came a sorry leap, carry me ten paces or more. I worked too. I was like a rabbit in the hole open, running with a pack of wolves. I put my blocks to keep. I, I had put my blocks. I put my blocks to keep the host of my mind and keep going towards the river. Oh, six horsemen looped down the stream after me, all about the size of Great Danes. I looked up and saw these three more leaping into the rooftop, in, onto the rooftop. Easily. 
<laughs> I delved into the burning and burned some powder to cover some ground. Each stride became a sorry leap, carrying me ten paces or more. I worked too. I was like a rabbit in open air, running from a pack of wolves. I put my socks. I put on my blocks to keep the host of, out of my head and keep going towards the river. Six offering looped around the street after me. All about the size of Great Danes. I looked up and saw the three of them leaping from the rest of the Six offering looped down the street after me, all about the same size of Great Danes. I looked up and saw three more leaping from the rooftop to the rooftop, easy keeping pace with me. I stopped to block them from the river and waited in the middle of the street to make my stand. A host is still several blocks away, but I could would start its insult by my, or my mental barrier soon. More hosts appeared from doorways. Uh... I stopped at the block for the river and waited for the middle of the street to make my stand. The host was still blocks away, but it would start its salt on my mental barrier soon. Some more us appeared from the doorway and others around the corners, some shambling, others running towards me. They asked being at or trampled any that got in their way. They reached me fast. I could have picked them off from a distance by letting them get closer to conserve my strength. I, as it came into striking distance, I hit each one of them with a quick jab of mental energy, disrupting their brains and dropping them, them like sacks of meat. I used a lot more energy to kill them this way. It was like a beacon to any mutant. It didn't already know I was there. By the time the first wave of offspring reached me, twice as many were on their way. I just needed to keep them busy until Dan had got a humans to safety. I slashed Faith's sonic knife. As the beast attacked, I was already com- completely deafened by the ringing of my ears from their blind blasts and stabbing pain of each other slept my strength and distracted me. I would have been able to hold out for a while, but it was staring to look at like Diana and her god of me killed after all. I pushed down more power into the knife, killing an offspring with each blow. But it wasn't enough. They were all around me now. The first wave of house were getting close. The offspring dropped above, almost landed me. I could barely get out of its way and melted with fresh flash. It was getting a bit snug, even in the middle of the street. Waiting, waiting to have some... Uh, They were overwhelming me now. The first wave of us were getting close. The offspring dropped from above, almost landed me, and barely out of the way and melted it with a single slash. It was getting time, but it snug even in the middle of the street. I wanted to have more of them closer before I threw my nuke as I thought of it. But three offspring were rushing me together. I kept an elderly hash harassing all their power I, I could muster. When they were almost, uh, it was rushing together to me, rushing me together. I knelt down on the knee, harassing, harnessing all the power I could muster. 
when they were almost on top of me, I pushed a burst of energy away from me, falling like a rolling ridge. For two blocks, every one of them fell into a pool of blue sludge. It left me with almost no power, but hopefully it brought me enough time to recover and get away. My hearing was completely useless. Even my senses blurred from the mental exhaustion. I focused on the vibrations every night and had a quick meditation exercise to focus my mind. Instead of relying on my fertility senses, I scanned for faults. I was just in time to dodge any an offspring had been on a rooftop above the radius of, of my, our house. Instead of relying on my forty senses and scan for faults, I'm just in time to dodge an offspring that had been on my rooftop above the radius of my birth, above it, the radius of my birth. It landed next to me, showering me with chunks of scattered pavement. I one I didn't notice landing on my right calf. I rolled over and amazingly pulled away from the beast, but I was, could not stand up. I realized my crushed leg was still pinned beneath its clawed web, but Burst of energy away from me, rolling rage for two blocks. Everyone from them fell into a pool of blue sludge. It left me almost no power, but hopefully it brought me enough time to recover and get away. My hearing was completely useless. Even my vision blurred for the mental exhaustion. I focused the vibrations if it's knife. I did a quick meditation exercise in to focus my mind. Instead of relying on my dodgy senses, I scanned for faults. I was just in time to dodge and the offspring that had been on the rooftop by the radius of my burst it landed next to me, showering me with chunks of shattered pavement. The one I didn't notice landed on, on my left right calf. I rolled over and amazingly pulled away from the beast, but I, when I couldn't stand up, I realized my crushed legs were still pinned to its clawed feet from the pin knee down. The other spider hit me from behind, sinking its teeth into my right shoulder. Time slowed to a call as it rocked forward and bit my arm off. My body tried to prepare itself, but every drop of blood I lost and every ounce of flesh was replaced by nanites. At any moment, the device would shift and my, my living flesh would no longer sustain the nanites with its warmth. I pushed another ring of sonic energy away from my body with all my strength I could muster, turning off the offspring, turning all the offspring within twenty yards into goo. It was all I had. My severed arm still clutched the sword, buried in Grinch's middle glow. I sure. One I didn't notice landed on my right calf. I roved over and amazingly pulled away from the, from the beast. But when I couldn't stand up, I realized that my crushed leg was still pined, 
pin beneath its cold feet. The knee from the knee down. The other offspring hit me from behind, seeking its teeth into my right shoulder. Tie him slow to a call as it rocked forward and bit my arm off. I, my body tried to repair itself, but every each drop of blood I lost, every ounce of fl- flesh was, repl- was replaced by replicating nanites. At, at any time, the balance would shift, and my living flesh would no longer sustain a nanites with its warmth. I pushed another ring of sonic energy away from my body. With all my strength I could muster, turning all the offspring, turning all the offspring within twenty yards into goo. It was all I had, my severed arm still clutched of life, buried in gruesome mountain goo. I was sure I was in shock, but I found my, but I found my arm and stuck it back into place, leaving the nanites reconnect, reconnect the two. Letting them then let's reconnect the issue. I managed to pull myself up and lean on an elbow. More concrete in front of me crumbled as soon as, as other offspring from the roof landed. It's odd watching it happen with blurry vision and no sound. I figured this would that be the one that killed me. It slumped and stared, melting where I landed with an arrow sticking out of its brain. A short, dark-haired man was running towards me. More arrows sewed overhead, biting into the offspring. I kept coming down from the roofs. The dark-haired man punched and kicked melting offspring and with every itch it. Another exterminator. Down the street, eight humans with bows launched more arrows in the fray. Another exterminator joined the first killing. And others were, there, hit, were hit with arrows while Dana stood with the archers, killing any that tried to reach him. Dana, I thought, linking our minds once more. I'm sorry to be, to be, do this to you. I have a secret. I cannot die with it. It's, it's your burden now. Light symptom done to me. I printed all my thoughts and memories and experiences into my mind. She instantly knew everything I knew. Her shock quickly became re- repulsion as she understood what I had done. The stories about Sip going and uh, knowing how to stop the spread were true. Sippy knew how to change the nanites into antiparticles to be, he called antinites. They would they would devastate. Uh, uh. Down the street, eight humans with bows and arrows, more arrows in the ferry. Another stomach joined the first, killing the others of hit with arrows while Dana stood with the archers, killing any that tried to reach them. Dana, I thought linking our minds once more. I'm sorry to do this, I have a secret. I cannot die with you. It's your body now. Like Zip, 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 had done to me, I imprinted all my faults, memories and experiences into her mind. She instantly knew everything I knew. She shook quick, her shock quickly became revulsion as she understood what I had done. The stories about Zippy Knowing how to stop the spread were well, true. Zippy knew how to change the nights into antiparticles called a, he called antonites that, that could neutralize and convert every every nanite that touched into an antonite, starting a chain reaction that would slowly but eventually, eventually spread across the world, wiping out the pesticides and effect, and everything affected by them. Pat Kane, you you could have. St- you could have stopped it. You could have stopped it. You have the power to stop it, but that you let it spread. You could have ended it. You, but you kept fighting. How? Uh, but now it spread too far. One of them is knelt, knelt, 
next to me with a profane torch. But I shook. But I shook. I shook my head. I am over the line. I can't burn anyone. I said. Dear God, he whispered, looking behind me. The concrete and railings along the water's edge crumbled beneath a full foot thickener and then oil and natterdom. A selection of shattered street slid into the river. Dothspring and the size of well poured itself from the water. At least a dozen others of various sizes and smaller, much larger than others. I had just killed... Followed. I whipped into my, fell into my back and relaxed. I wish I had seen the ripples, wind, ripples, clouds bit overhead. My blurred vision turned the world into a pressure rending and apocalypse. I dodged my violent impending doom for the last time. I had one last task to complete before accepting the fate or had chosen. I can't change what I've done, Diana. I'm too afraid to use a weapon when it would have made it would have made a difference. I was a coward. Now I'm too weak to use it. I'm dying. Now it's just stealing the last rope from my flesh. If any pure human still exists out there, you can save them. Not by killing us. You already killed us all. I fell into the black, my back and relaxed. I wish I could have seen the rippled wind-ripped clouds over, racing up ahead. My blurred vision turned and welded into an impressionist rending of the globalists. I had dodged my violent impending doom for the last time. I had one task to complete for accepting the end, that fate or I had chosen. You can't, I won't change what I've done, Diana. I'm too afraid to use a weapon when it would have been made it. What difference? I am a coward, but I am too now and too weak to use it. I am dying. No nights are stealing the last walk from my flesh. If pure, if pure humans still exist out there, you can save them. But, but you be killing ever. But you kill everyone else. You already know us. You already killed us, Crane, a year ago. Maybe ten thousand. People would have died. Now, it would be a miracle if that... If that... But he survives. There might not even be any to save. But you expected me to weigh your life against the chance. I already know what your chances would be. She stood up and looked towards the enough. Coming down the street, it lumbered through the corner of a building. Toppling its wake. It was made of little popsicle sticks. My body is frailing. Was I seeing through Diane's eyes on my own? I couldn't reason it out. Memories flashed through my awareness, blending with reality till I couldn't tell what was real and what was fantasy. The others are coming, a man's voice called. We have just got to hold them off for a minute, Diana. Quick, brushing your hair. Let's go. She didn't hesitate. It spread out like a soft breeze through the crumbling city. A ripple of blue light, pale blue light, so faint and fast. And most didn't, didn't see it. Every living being in touch, it suffered. Most died instantly, not all. Some of the survivors used the date later. 
unable to recover any large portions of their bodies, suddenly melting away. None were completely untouched. I tried to whip the sweat from my cheek, but my arm wouldn't move. I wasn't, it wasn't sweat on my cheek any, anyway. My blood was cooling, and the nunnets flowed off me like dry water. I was melting, just like the offspring I had killed. It didn't hurt much. With all our minds still devoured, Christa I tried to wipe the sweat from my cheek, but my arm wouldn't move. It sweat was my, wasn't on my cheek anymore. My body was cooling. My nanites slipped, flowed off me like dry water. I was melting, just like the offspring I had killed. It didn't much, didn't much, didn't hurt much. With our minds that still dwell, Diana and I experienced each other's other's final moments. She was still mostly human, and she was in agony as the alien pulses of her body died. And separated from its firm flesh. Remember how she thought she was dying. She thought of the people hiding there in the fort as a safe zone. She thought of her sister Tina the same day because her mother to healthy born child. It meant that there were happy hope for mankind of all. She felt happiness through her suffering. My eyes must have been closed, or they would have they would have melted away. I knew what I was not seeing. I was not seeing the real world. The flittering bits of data flashing around my brain took me back to Terry Hester's house on my final day of high school. My her dog attacked me in the back on the back deck, but it showed up and killed it. We saw that I was inflicted too, but because I resisted, became a host or husk. It implanted its memories and experiences into my head, making me Earth's first human experimenter. We have already, we, he had already exterminated dozens of my neighbours and traced the last of them affected here to Tiffany's house. Now I knew what he did. I had to finish his work or let the plague, alien plague spread across earth. I don't think if, I don't think if I could do it. But his voice in my head urged me on, killing Tiffany's little brother. A dog attacked me in the deck, back deck. It was about to showed up and killed it. We, she knew, he saw I was affected, but because I resisted becoming a host, ask, he implanted his memories and experience in my mind, making me Earth's first human exterminator. He has already exterminated dozens of my neighbours, and they traced the last of them affected here to Tiffany's house. But I knew what, now that I knew what he did, I had to finish his work or let the alien plague spread across the Earth. I didn't think I could do it, but this voice in my head urged me on, killing Tiffany's little brother had almost was almost more than I could bear, but the heavy consciousness of failure impressed in my mind. I kept looking. Her sisters, her parents, even her visiting grandparents had to die. It was only dozens of my neighbours. They traced the lots of last effect in Tiffany's house. Now I knew what he did. I finished his work. I let the plague, plague spread across the earth. I didn't think so. I could do this. His voice in my head urged me on. Killing Tiffany's little brother was almost more than I could bear. But it was with the heavy consciousness of my failure. Pressure to mind. I kept, I kept killing. 
her little sisters, her parents, even her visiting grandparents, had to die. Even though they saw each other melt into paws and none of sludge, they knew nothing of any affection. They knew that I sorry. Her little sisters, even her visiting grandparents, had to die. Even even though they watched each other melt into pools and no night sludge, they knew nothing of any affection. They only knew that I was killing them. I found Tiffany last, carrying in a bedroom closet. We both wept when she saw the knife in my hand. So even to reach the nanite point, tipping point, too, but we had stopped the alien plague that destroyed his world and countless others. He was the last of his kind, but he seemed eager to die, knowing that I could carry on in his place, ready to create, ready to create and use in the nights in a play returned and couldn't be contained. I, I was crying as I walked down the sidewalk in front of Tiffany's house. Yes, for the killing I had done, but also for the killing I had not done. She stood in her bedroom window, watching me leave. Tears streaked her brown face. Her pretty face and blonde curls fell down her soft lips, her soft brown eyes as she passed her sludge converted hands to her. Sophie has reached the nanite tipping point, but he had stopped the alien plague that destroyed his world and counted less of us. He is the last of his kind, but he seemed eager to die, knowing I carried on his place, ready to create and use nanites if the plague returned and couldn't be retained. I was still crying as I walked down the sidewalk in front of Tiffany's house. Yes, for the killing I'd done, but also the killing I had not done. She stood in the bedroom window, watching me leave. Tears streaked her pretty face, blonde girls fell down upon her soft brown eyes as she pressed the covered hands against the window for God forgive me I couldn't do it but as the large image flickered and vanished I knew I had no, forgi- no forgiveness waited me the end <laughs>